Hey Church, Pastor Eric here, and I'm just so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I just pray that this message will stir up your faith, build you up, and just move you closer to the Father's heart. If you want to learn more about us as a church or would like to get further connected, you can visit us at our website at oasischurchchicago.com, download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, and also join us on YouTube for our live streams on Sundays and Wednesdays. We hope you find this message to be encouraging and life-giving. Now here's today's message from Pastor JP. If you are in here and you're feeling like you're just an individual, that you're just off on your own, I want to remind you that the body of Christ is here for you. That you should not be doing life alone. You should not be sharing, carrying your burdens alone. That's why we're here. We're a family. Family's our word for the year. And as a family, we do life together. We, we, we walk through this life together. We lift up each other. We encourage each other. We worship together. We just, we just trust in God's goodness together. Amen? So if this is your first time being at Oasis, can you just do me the honor real quick? Can you just slip your hand up? We want to welcome you. Come on, there's a couple hands up. Yeah, welcome, 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 welcome. It's good to have you guys. Well, we're going to jump into the Word. Is that okay? If you've been coming to Oasis, we've been in a series entitled Royally Set Apart. We've been going through the book of 1 Peter. It's, um, it's a powerful book. I think it's a book that... Um, as followers of Jesus, we should continually focus on and dwell on and get in our spirit. There's a lot of instruction. There's a lot of um, commands to the church. There's also a lot of promises to the church, to believers. And in this day and age and today in 2020, I, I, I truly believe, well, regardless of the year, God's word never returns void. It has stood the test of time. And it'll continue to stand the test of time, no matter how dark it may seem to get, no matter how weary we become, the word of God is true and it is, it is, it is holy and it, and it can pierce our hearts. He can cut us in a moment. It can change us in a moment. It can set us free in one moment. Come on, church. If you are bound, if you are tied up with sin, get in the word of God. Let the presence of God transform you because he wants to call you out of that. He did not save your life so that you can stay stuck in a pit. He saved your life so he can call you out of that pit and walk in the abundance and walk in the fullness of Jesus Christ. I don't know who was in the room today, but I'm going to preach as hard as I can because this is the last service of the day and I'm going to go home and take a nap. But our God is good. And it's hard to say those words sometimes when we face some things like, like a bad report or we face some things that we, we see across. And I'm not talking about presidency. I'm talking about just the day and age. You, I just sense in my spirit there's such a heaviness among people. People are lost. People are, people are hurting. People are in pain. The world is showing us their colors. They're showing us their hand. And the good news about us today, church, is that as people that are called to be royally set apart, we have the solution. It's not a Facebook post. It's not an Instagram post. It's not some crying out. It's the good news of Jesus Christ. And I pray that never gets old to us. Do you know, as the church, we are called to share the good news of Jesus Christ. That is your commission. That is your calling. Oh, pastor, what's my calling in life? I don't know what my calling is. Well, your calling above all else is to be a follower of Jesus. And in being a follower of Jesus, you are called and to go and carry the gospel message of Jesus Christ to every single person in Jesus' name. And everybody says, welcome to Oasis. We're crazy here. It's awesome. And Peter's instructions give us the plan of attack of how to do this. So this installment of this sermon series, which has been hard to receive at times, which has been impactful, but this installment, I put a title to it, We Have the Battle Plan. How many of you know that this, this, this place that we call earth, this life, 
that we are facing things, that we are facing battles, that there are things in front of us, there's things all around us. I'm not talking about what we've just gone through as a country, but I'm talking about principalities of darkness and, and, and of things that rage against our souls, that things that come up, the demonic powers of evil one that want to rage against war against us. Come on, do you know what I'm talking about, church? That's crazy, Pastor. Why you got to go there? It's the reality, church. That the powers of darkness are trying to push up against its bride, push up against people, trying to steal, kill, and destroy every time it can. And as the church and as the body of Jesus Christ, we can stand up and go, not today. No, no, not today, devil. We love that song. Not today, devil. Anybody know that song? No bad joke? Okay, cool. We can look in face of evil and go, not here. Not in my house. Not in my dorm room, not in my life, because I know the plans of God. I know what God has called me to do. I know how good my God is. I know what he has saved me from. And so when evil may come knocking at my doorstep, I don't have to fall prey to it. I don't have to fall trapped to it. I can walk in life. I can walk in hope. I can walk in freedom. And I can walk in the goodness of my God in Jesus' name. I know the battle plan that God has given me. I have it all in my hands. It's the word of God and it's his Holy Spirit. Anybody thankful for the Holy Spirit? Newsflash in this church. We love the Holy Spirit. It is awesome. Oh, they're charismatics. Yeah, sure. But man, Jesus said, I'm going to give you something that's greater than me. I'm going to leave you with something way better. It's the Holy Spirit of God. So Peter's writing to a church saying, church, you have the Spirit of God. I want to remind you of who you are called to be. I want to tell you how to operate out in this life. The battle plan. In 2020, what we are facing, what we are seeing, what we're a part of today, what is happening among us, we have the solution in Jesus' name. And so Peter just gets done writing all these words to, 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 to the church body about officials and government, about slaves to masters, and don't hear those words like we've heard them all throughout our life. That is not the way that the Bible wrote those words. That does not mean what we've made it to be. Come on, so how many of you know that, that scripture has been used to be as a weapon and it's never intended to be that way? talks about how you should be an employer to employee, basically. Like, this is how you serve. This is how you live. And then he goes into a little topic on husbands and wives, relationship. My wife and I, she doesn't know this, but she's, she knows it now. We're going we're gonna to do a sermon on it. We've written that sermon uh, two weeks ago, so we're going to do that. And I want, I want healthy relationships in our church. I want healthy marriages in our church. I believe our church rises and falls on, the, uh, on, on how healthy marriages are, how healthy relationships are. You know, God cares about relationships. Well, why can you say that, Pastor? Because he's in relationship with us. And so Peter writes these words to the church body, and then he comes to a close of this section of Scripture where it's got a title, To the Church, To Christians. And right below that, it's Suffer Well, basically. Suffer? <laughs> what? And so 1 Peter 3, chapter 8 through 12. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them. 1 Peter chapter 3, 8 through 12. And I'm going to continue to read after that, but I want to get this chunk of Scripture read and then teach on it. You're right, church. Four of you. You guys good, church? First Peter 3, 8 through 12 reads this. Finally, all of you, be like-minded. Another translation says, be of one mind. Finally, all of you. Peter's saying, all you Christians, all of you that have said yes to the way of Jesus, all of you, be of one mind. Be like-minded. Be sympathetic. Love one another. Be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary... You guys catch that? You want me to read that slower? In 2020, are these words for us more than ever before? Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. And everybody says. On the contrary, though, repay evil with blessing. What? 
because to this you were called. You were called to this way so that you may inherit a blessing. What is the blessing? What is the reward? Peter references Psalms 34. He goes, For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech, a.k.a. lies. The reward is this, though. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil powerful passage of scripture. Peter ties that whole section up and says, this is the way, this is the plan. This is God's battle plan for us. As you live in this empire, as you, as you live in this world, this is how you are called to live. This is how you are instructed to go. Get this in your spirits, church, because when you get this revelation in your spirits, you will not get tossed by the winds. You will not get tossed by the waves. You will not fall to the prey of the world's thinking or the ways direction and the ways leading. You will stand firm, you will stand strong, and you will stand till, eternity, till you face eternity or until Jesus comes back. Listen, church, this is the way that we are called to live. And what he begins with is a very key point. If we're going to be sympathetic and compassionate and all those things that he lists off, he says something, be of one mind. So the battle plan for us as believers, our battle plan, the first plan of attack is this. We have to have God's mind. Let me say that again. We are called to have, we should have, we are to have the mind of Christ, God's mind, and everybody says. Do you know as believers that we can think the way that God thinks? Do you understand that? You don't have to keep falling prey and trapped to your own thinking or to the darkness of this world, of this age, but you can rise up and you can stand up and you can say, I have been given the mind of Christ. good news come on church wake up for a second we we are called when jesus set us free when he delivered us when he said yes to his blood when we said yes to the erection power of jesus christ we no longer have to think the way that dead people think we get to think like people that are alive in the midst of pain, in the midst of suffering, in the midst of a bad report, we can still have the thoughts in the mind of Jesus Christ. You know why depression is running rampant and anxiety is running rampant in the church? And I'm not mad. We're, we're standing with you. We're going to continue to stand with you. It's because we're not saying, Lord, replace my mind with your thoughts. Replace my thinking with the way that you would want me to think. Come on, how many of you, you know, your mind is already thinking something else right now as I talk? Anybody? Brother Bruce in the back. My mind is literally thinking about the nap I just mentioned a few minutes ago. Oh, it's going to be so sweet. 3, 3 a.m. came early this morning. Like 3, I'm all this. You, you see how your mind starts telling you all these other things? No, no, no. Steady spirit. Mind settle. Think on the goodness of God. Think of how he energizes you and gives you grace. Think of how he gives you endurance. Oh, I could start, I could start running laps right now. Church, this is good news. We are called to have the mind. It says, finally, all of you, be like-minded. 
Be of one mind. Do you know that the body of Christ, we can have, we can have things that we talk through and things that we can, we can wrestle with when it comes to God's word. We can, we can have those issues. I was talking with a brother this week and we were, we were dialoguing about, about a thing of the, of the scriptures and it was, it was healthy and it was good and we were, we were right in that tension line of, of not, not necessarily hurting each other, but we were just saying, man, this is, this is how I see it, man. This is how, that's okay, right? To, to, to mull over scripture, to read scripture and let the Holy Spirit reveal scripture to us. But people that call themselves Christians we are called to have the mind of Christ. And that is, Jesus came, he died, he resurrected, and he saved my life from the dead things. So my mind does not think the way that dead people think, the way that the world thinks. I don't have to rise up to the level of the world. I should be rising up to the level of God. Well, I can be like God. I'm just saying your thoughts and the way that God thinks has been promised to you. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. This is, is this Okay. You know, God spoke things into existence. He created all things. He knit you together. He's perfect. He's got wisdom. It says, I, I was reading in Proverbs today, for my Proverbs of the day, how much wisdom is founded in him. He, that wisdom was before this thing even began, that God has so much wisdom that he wants to pour out on his kids. It's, 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 it's insane. We don't have to walk around lost. We don't have to walk around burdened. We don't have to walk around heavy. We don't have to walk around confused. Even in the midst of 2020, when things seem to just be crumbling everywhere, we can go, no, 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 I have a sound mind. I am not double-minded. I do not say one thing and do another thing. Okay, that's where we got to go here. That's it, right there. Yep, yeah, 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 okay. Holy Spirit, thank you. Some of you love Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus on Sundays. And you walk out of here and go, Jesus doesn't love me. It's a double mind. <laughs> Some of you love Jesus. I love Jesus, and I'm going to serve Jesus. And then you get on, get in the Uber. You get on the CTA. Let's let's go Uber route. Let's go Uber route. And the Uber driver takes the wrong turn down the wrong street, and you start losing your mind. Bro, that's the wrong turn. But I love Jesus. It's cool, man. It's cool. He's like, no, no, no. You love everybody, no matter what's going on, no matter what's happening. Is this okay, church? Do I got to come down there and get on this level? We are called to be of one mind, of one accord, of one spirit. The spirit of the living God is our guide, is our portion, is our direction. Oh, my goodness. I, I, you know when you just want people to get it? Here's, the, here, here, here. Here's how we have one mind. We should be reacting differently to situations than the way the world's reacting. Okay, there's two things going on right now. I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna go there. Bless you if you come to this church, but we're real here. Some people have lost their God, some people have gained their God right now. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And the world is losing their mind, the world is rejoicing, the world is losing their mind. Like, like there's people in the church that are losing their mind, people that are rejoicing, and I'm here to say, church, we don't base our minds off of who's in an office. We don't base our thinking off of who's in, in power. We base our minds off of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We do not give our minds to the way that the world, if the world is celebrating over their king that they think has come, guess what? Our king has already come. He has already been risen and he is seated on the throne of victory. He has won everything. I do not put my mind to the things of this world. I react differently than the world is reacting today. The world needs people of hope. The world needs people of joy. Do you have joy? I got this joy and it won't let go. Look at his eyes and he freed my soul. Are you like, I got this joy? It's okay though, I got this joy. 
I got joy. I'm saying there's sorrow and there's points of that, but man, we should be people because the mind of Christ going, there is not stuff happening out there, but I am at peace. I am at rest because my mind is secure by the goodness of my God. Church, we need to be people that have one mind and one accord that our God is good and he is faithful no matter what's happening. So glad you're here. I don't yell like this that often. It's a lie. You get this? We're called to react differently. If your posts sound like the world, either which way, we're wrong. Can I, I said it, I'm a harp on it, right? Social media's a trap, y'all. Welcome to 2020. It is a trap. And if you think your voice is gonna be heard on that, and you're more concerned about making sure people know where you stand than loving your neighbor, you've missed this whole thing. This whole thing has been missed by us. And I'm here to say, Lord, forgive the church body. Help us to be people that are of one mind, that aren't going to fall prey to the schemes of the evil. You know what Satan's doing? He's sitting back, relaxing, and enjoying the show. Because we have minds that are double. We have minds that are not sound. And scripture talks all about the mind. That's why it's so crucial, mind and soul connected. Like, like, like what are you thinking on? What are, you, what are you fixing your eyes on? What are you listening to? What are you receiving in your spirit? Come on, like, what, what, are, you, what, are, you, what are you allowing to dictate? You know, Mark 7 talks about it. Matthew 22 talks about it. Romans 12, 2, right? We all know that one. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? Holy Spirit, renew my mind. Help me to get into your word. Help me to get into your presence. I want a mind that is not sound. I want a mind that is at peace. You know what's awesome? Jesus was sleeping in a boat. You know the story? He was on a boat. And there was waves and winds crashing all up on the boat. You know who was on the boat with them? His disciples. And they were losing their minds, right? I could just imagine Peter just screaming at everybody because that's the kind of guy he was. You know, the guy in that case cuts off an ear. Like he, was, he had a little bit of a temper issue. And Jesus, like, no, a funnier joke in the head. Okay, cool. How do you know that, Pastor? Where is that at in the word? <laughs> he cut a dude's ear off. <laughs> Thank you, Peyton. That's awesome. <laughs> He's on a boat with disciples. And the waves are crazy. And they're tossing the boat left and right. And where is Jesus? Downstairs of the boat, underneath in the bottom of the boat. What is Jesus doing? Sleeping. You know what's awesome about scripture? He says it found a pillow. <laughs> Jesus found a cushion. <laughs> and that brother went to sleep in the middle of a storm. <laughs> I love it. He slept among the chaos. He rested in his father's presence when there was waves and there was winds and the disciples were going, what the mess is going on here? Jesus was in his REM cycle and they woke him up going, yo, wake up, wake up, Jesus, we're going to die. And he goes, no, you're not. I'm with you. Glory be to God. This is how Christians should live. I was talking to Rach, like, 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 Rach, if things get worse, we were like, we were like coming up with like our, well, oh, I, I was here, let me say it this way, I was hearing things about like, we need to have to, our go bags ready. Like, like our go bags, like, like ready to go if things get crazy. Why do I have to get a go bag ready? <laughs> I'm in his hands. You with me, church? 
I'm in the hands of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. No man is going to dictate my future. No man is going to dictate my peace portion. No man is going to dictate how my spirit lives. No man is going to dictate any of that. No chaos, no confusion, because I'm in the presence of my Father. I am with Him. Isn't this great news? Be of one mind, church. And if we're of one mind, then what happens is, is we begin to flow out of that mind. We begin to operate out of that mind. We begin to use wisdom. We get to be, be able to use the, uh, the things that God placed in our spirits as we get along with them. And we begin to help people. We get to be, begin to see people delivered and set free. Come on, guys. You know, it's not just the pastor's job to see people set free and delivered. As disciples of Jesus, if you the power of the Holy Spirit, you have the power to go see people set free. Oh, Guys, let me, just, let me just speak this over you. Go out into this world and have the faith. Just try it. Just try it. Just go up to somebody that you know is hurting and in pain and just ask them if you can pray for them. Just do it. Please just try it. I can't wait to hear the testimonies. People might reject you. Guess what? Who cares? I'm just, I'm, I'm asking. This is not in my notes. I'm asking you to rise up. This is a very young service right now. Bless you all. Can we stop worrying about which, which, which way the world's going and just start going out to people and saying, can I pray for you? Can I, lift my, can I lay my hands on you? Can I just ask the holy presence of God, the one that created you, to come and move and to speak into your heart and the deepest parts of your life right now? Come on, how many of you know revival could begin that way? Lord, send revival. Well, it, it can start with us. Amen, amen, that's a good word. But at, okay, back to the notes. You're like, thank you, pastor. As we have the mind of Christ, there are some things that happen in our lives. Here's a way to know if you have the mind of Christ. Here's a couple things, right? You're sympathetic. You show sympathy to people. When you hear reports like that, does it break your heart? When you know a brother or sister in the church is carrying a burden, do you carry it with them? Or do you say, nah, I got my own problems and my own issues? No, 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 no. Jesus showed up time and time again. And he sat with those who were experiencing misfortunes and bad reports. Jesus went to those people that were hurting. Are we doing that, church? Because of one mind, of this mind of the Spirit, we would do that. We would show sympathy. We would cry with those that cry. We would mourn with those that mourn. We would rejoice with those that rejoice, yes. But as the mind of Christ fills us, our hearts should begin to break more and more and more and more for people. Amen? You want to know another thing that happens when we have the mind of Christ? We love one another. We have a love issue in the church. I love you if you agree with me. I love you if you do the right things. When we have the mind of Christ, we love people through it all. And we speak truth in love to them. You with me? When you have the mind of Christ, it's easy to go out on the streets and love those that are around the streets. Come on, I, I wanted to not love somebody recently. I wanted to not extend love to this individual. But man, when I have the mind of Christ, I have to push back, I have to push through my selfishness and my thinking that they don't deserve love. They've done wrong to me, they've hurt me, and I gotta go, no, 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 that's not how Jesus would have operated. Jesus has called me to love one another because that's the mind of Christ, amen? Compassion. Jesus saw the crowds, he saw the people, and he had compassion on them. As you walk among this massive city or among your campuses, does your heart break for those people that you know do not know the good news of Jesus Christ? Do you have compassion on those? Or are you just mad? Are you just arguing? Are you just upset with them because they, right? Compassion. The mind of Christ will call us to compassion. The mind of Christ will call us to humility. Do you know what the best thing we can say as believers? I don't know everything. 
No, pastor, I, I, I want to know everything. <laughs> you know, you could be filled with the scriptures but not know them because your pride has gotten in the way. You've studied them, you've dissected them, you know every which way to exegetical, exegetesis them. Yes, I have a master's in ministry. Don't worry, guys, all the Bible students here. <laughs> you can know all that stuff which way, and I'm not knocking any of us, but if you are operating out of how you know it, instead of saying, Holy Spirit, teach this, reveal this, Show me where I'm wrong. Show me where I'm missing the mark. Show me how I have pride in me. Show me how I have arrogance in me. Father, reveal that if we are not doing that, then we are missing the mind of Christ. The Father can't stand where there's pride. You with me? I know this is hard, but this is something we just got to self-reflect on and go, okay, do I have the mind? You know what else the mind allows you to do? Not repay insult with insult, evil with evil. Come on, how many of you know it's so hard not to repay insult with insult? Every hand should go up. Because I'll go on your Facebooks, I'll go on your Twitters, I'll go on your Instas, and I'll see. Oh, praise the Lord. I got saved after fa Facebook got started when I was a freshman. Oh, that's old. I'm old. What, Pastor? <laughs> and I remember being on Facebook before I got saved, and I would keyboard kill the mess out of some people, bro. Oh yeah, dude, you said one thing to me, it's over. I was, it was like, it was like the, anyways. I, I, would, I would get words and I would be able to say things in ways that were so rich, not in the Lord. And then the Holy Spirit filled my life at 22. He was like, yo, why, why are you repaying evil with evil? Insult with insult. I saved your life. I gave you grace, more grace than you ever deserved, JP. So why don't you extend the same grace you've been given to every single person, no matter if they hate you or love you, no matter if they call you this or that. The call of a believer is to have the mind of Christ and having the mind of Christ. Jesus did not respond to people the way that I would have responded to people. Come on, you with me? How many of you know Jesus had every right to respond to some people in some ways that were crazy? And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to respond with compassion. I'm going to respond with love. I'm going, to, I'm going to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, not to let my tongue, and he continues, not to let my tongue speak evil, not to let my tongue speak deceit, right? What words are you speaking? The power of life and death is in your tongue. Have you slipped? Have you fell? Have you made mistakes? Okay, then go to the Father and say, Father, I am sorry. I missed the mark. I didn't nail that. I was wrong with the way that I spoke. I have to constantly go to the Father with the way that me, I, I talk to my wife sometimes. Like, man, I, I, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have gotten that upset over that little simple thing. Man, Father, I am so sorry, but I do not want my tongue to repay evil with evil, insult with injury. I don't want my tongue to speak deceit. I don't want my tongue to speak death. I want my tongue to speak life. I want to be a person that when people come into the presence where we are at that they feel such the presence of God because we are speaking words of life and of hope and of healing over them and everybody says this is the goodness of our God and as people that have the mind of Christ we got to say no to our thoughts we got to say no to our ways we got to say no to the ways that we've lived life for however many x amount of years why well, I'm a fighter <laughs> you ever hear that in Chicago I'm just a fighter I'm from Chicago I'm like what does that mean like, tell me, I'm Midwest, I'm Chicago. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. But you're a Christian now. <laughs> you're not from Chicago anymore. You can't, I mean, you could claim it, but you are a follower of Jesus. So, so, so when someone holds a door open for you, say thank you. <laughs> when someone does that, just bless them. 
<laughs> no. Get on the trains or walk them on the street. Be like, bro, nice shoes. Those are awesome. Bless you, brother. Can I pray for you? I'm Chicago. I'm tough. No, when Jesus comes in, he restores everything that is broken and he changes your, your, your fight mentality to a trust mentality. You don't have to fight battles anymore that God called himself to fight. Oh, that's a good word, Pastor. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You know what's awesome about having the mind of Christ and living this thing out and knowing that we have the mind of Christ? Then we get the ears and the eyes of God turned towards us. It says the ears and the eyes of God, of our Lord, are turned towards those. Turn towards those that live not as evil people or wicked people or people of the world, but live to show the world the goodness of our God. Whose ears and whose eyes do you want on you today? Well, Pastor, I, I was thinking about this guy that was at church. He was really good looking. And I was hoping. That's great. Fine. I hope you found spouses that are godly men and women, right? But are you more concerned about gaining friends and getting likes and getting followers and getting popularity? Or are you concerned about the ears and the, the eyes of the Lord showing and shining upon you? Does that make sense, church? I think more than ever in 2020, we're trying to get the approval of man more than the approval of God. You know, at the end of the day, you're not going to stand before any of these people. You're going to stand face to face to King Jesus. He's going to look back and go, shh. <laughs> going to show your whole life. And my hope and prayer for people of this church, or if you're visiting from somewhere else, that, that, that our lives would not be given to the deceit and the wickedness of evil. Sure, there's stumbles and there's falls, but there's grace and mercy. But where the eyes and the ears of the Lord are turned, I want heaven to wake up when people in this church begin to move. Can I say that? Absolutely. I want to be a person so close. I want you to be people that are so close to God that you know that his ears and his eyes are turned towards you. Because Peter's writing to a group of people that are like, yo, you're going to suffer for this stuff. You're going to be persecuted for this stuff. Things we don't want to hear in America's church. Suffering, persecution, get out of here, pastor. I thought this thing when I came to Jesus was rainbows and butterflies and a unicorn in my house. Truly, people think that. They're like, I, when I got saved, I thought all my problems go away. No, you still have life, but you get to walk through it with the Holy Spirit, who will be that person that lets you sleep in the boat when the storms come. And you with me, church, see how that comes all the way back around. That man, even when persecution and slander and things rise up against me, when I don't get the popular vote, when I don't get the recognition of the things I'm doing, I still know that my God's ears and eyes are turned towards me. I have his presence. What is Peter saying? The presence of God is with you. That in the midst of everything we face, as you stand up for righteousness, as you stand up for holiness, as you stand up set apart by God, that his presence will sustain you. His presence will carry you. It says that the, the ears are attentive to their prayers, that their eyes the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his face is not against you. Come on, that's a good place to just thank the Lord for a second. That, that his ears and his, his eyes are turned towards us when we say yes to the Holy Spirit and to having the mind of Christ in the midst of pain, in the midst of suffering. The third thing is this, the last thing I should say. Is this okay, church? This is the battle plan. This is the game plan. We have the mind of Christ and we live this thing out. When you said yes to Jesus, your mind went bye-bye. Your plans went But Pastor, I like my plans. When's the last time you allowed God to, God's spirit to disagree with you? 
No, you didn't like that one. <laughs> I didn't like that one either. When's the last time the Holy Spirit disagreed with what you're thinking? Or you just keep going and going and going and the Holy Spirit's like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get, I'm trying, I'm trying to talk to you. I'm trying to get your attention. I'm trying to get you out. Hey, suffering is not sin, guys. Sin will make you suffer. Sin will make you dead. You with me? But sometimes the Holy Spirit's trying to catch you and get you from not going into that place and we just keep living life. However, I know this is speaking to somebody in this place and the Holy Spirit wants to say to you today, I'm trying to get your attention. I'm trying to call you out of it so that you can have life. You can have hope. You don't have to continue to fall the way you keep falling, but, but, but you can continue to walk in victory and walk in power in the name of Jesus. And, okay, last thing that Peter writes. He writes a whole bunch of scripture, uh, verses here, verses 13 through 18, and he gives us the mighty example of Christ. See, the battle plan for us is to have the mind of Christ, but to also use Christ Jesus as our example. How many of you are thankful for Jesus and his example? That, that scriptures, all of scriptures, Old Testament, New, they point to the example of Jesus. They show us Jesus. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the solution. Jesus is the example to our lives. Who is going to harm you, verse 13, if you are eager to do good? So what he's saying is, church, don't worry if people try to harm you as you live this thing out. Who can harm you? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed, church. If you live this thing, if you show sympathy and compassion and kindness, if you don't speak deceit and, and evil from your lips, who's going to come against you for doing good? And even if they do, it doesn't matter. I got you. I got you, and you're going to be good. Do not fear their threats or be frightened. Is the fear of man speaking more than the, the life of God? But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Revere the example of Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who, who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. <laughs> you catch that, church? When we go to share the gospel with people, we're supposed to do it with gentleness and respect. I think I've watched enough videos of people shouting across the lines, picket lines, where people on the streets, you're, Jesus loves you! And they're like, I don't want that, Jesus. <laughs> like, what the mess? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Kindness, gentleness, respect. You know that's what draws people to Jesus? Keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. Once again, Peter reminds you, don't worry about what the unbelieving people say. Don't worry how they slander you. Jesus has you. You're part of a living hope. For it is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. Would you rather suffer for doing good than, than choose evil? For Christ also suffered once for sins. And everybody says... Christ suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. I'm gonna close with this, that the battle plan for our lives in the midst of today, in the midst of this cultural moment, is to follow the example of Jesus. Jesus suffered all the way for you and me. all the way. He took a lash on his back. Oh, and that whip had glass on it. And so when it hit his back, it pulled his flesh off his back. Pastor, that's really gruesome, and that's the good, that's, that's the message of Jesus. 
Not one time, 40 times. If I'm Jesus and I'm doing this for mankind, I'm like, I'm done. After one, I'm done. Oh, it didn't stop there. Crown of thorns, thorns. You ever prick your hand with a thorn on a thorn bush? Anybody? Your hand starts bleeding, it doesn't feel good. Imagine that being placed on our heads. But Christ did it. Jesus did it. He didn't stop when pain came. He didn't stop when suffering came. He suffered for us. Oh, he didn't stop there. He picked up a cross that they made him carry up a hill. Oh, people spit on him and people slandered him and people denied him and rejected him. And all along, Jesus was like, I'm doing this for you people. <laughs> I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this so that you could be saved and set free from the schemes of the evil. I'm doing this for you. And he kept going up the hill and he went up on the hill and put his hands up on the cross and they nailed his hands. They nailed his feet and they hung him. They hung him on a cross. Cut his side open up. You want to talk about suffering? That's ultimate suffering right there. And what did he say? Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And Peter goes, hey, 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 church. That's our example. That's our example. You may not be on a cross. You may not have nails in your hands and in your feet. But that's our example to live this thing out. That no matter if they love you or hate you, you love back. You care back. You give grace and mercy. You share the gospel message. And in that, people will come to you and go, what hope do you have? Why do you keep treating me with respect and dignity? Why do you keep... Why do you keep, why, why? I'll close with this. There, there was a moment, and the worship team can come on up. There was a moment in my life a couple years back where for the first time, I think, in my life as a believer, I had something come against Rach and I that was so heavy and so demonic. Like I said, we're not a part of a world that's just this is just life. We're facing battles and wars and, and, and demonic strongholds and demonic attacks against us. We believe that in this church. That's why we need the power of the Holy Spirit. And I remember there was a word um, spoken over us and declared over my life. And it was, it was heavy. It was dark. It was nasty. It was a lie. But how many of you know, even in the midst of a lie, sometimes you begin to believe it, you begin to receive it, you, you sit on it, and then anger, resentment builds up, and you want to go, and you want to attack. And I remember sitting in my living room with a couple of our pastors and weeping before the Father, saying, Father, how dare they? How could this ever be said? I've given you my life. I've given this, my life to do this work. How could someone come against my family like this? Balling my eyes out. You know what the Lord said to me? You know what the Holy Spirit said? Forgive them. Release them. 
Love them. Have compassion on them. Do not repay insult with insult, evil with evil. That's my command to you, Jay. Not easy though, right? And I want to say in that moment there was immediate obedience, but it it took me a moment. (laughs) I was like, no, God, but there's so many things. And he said, Jay, no, 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 no. Jay, that's how me and God talk. He said, the game plan for your life, the battle plan for, for my kingdom is that you would live set apart. That you would live royally set apart. So stop fighting this battle. Let me take care of it. Love, kindness, give grace, give mercy, be gentle, be respectful, and know that I am your God in the midst of all this pain, in the midst of all this suffering. Know that I am your God. Know that I am your God. Know that I am your God. Know that I have won the victory. Know that I have settled your debts. Know that I have claimed your life. Know that the blood of my son Jesus has been poured out over your life. Know that you are no longer dead, but you are alive. You don't work the way you used to work. You live the way that I've called you to live. Know this, my son, that I have declared your life paid for and set free. You no longer are bound by the things of this world, but you have a brand new mind. So operate, Jay, out of the mind of Jesus Christ. That's the call for us today. That's the call. Because you know what happens? Nobody in this, in this big office that we just voted for has found the solution to the pain and suffering of this world or of this nation. You with me? None of them. I don't care how many presidents. What is this? 46. We haven't figured it out yet, guys. But you know what happens? And what I've seen work is the gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ. That when it is spoken and when it is declared and when it is showed, I've seen people in the worst circumstances come to life. I've seen people that are on the deathbed come to life. I've seen people that have been bound with needles in their arms and addictions come to the freedom of Jesus Christ. I've seen someone filled with racism and hate fall on their knees in repentance and say, God, you are king and I am not. I have seen people that were so dead come to the goodness of our God when the gospel message from believers goes out in the name of Jesus. That's the battle plan for this thing. That's the commission to us. That's our call today, church. Amen? Amen? Bow your heads and close your eyes.